Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Betting Life Podcast, brought to you by Fantasy Life. I am not Matthew Friedman. I am Jeff Ulrich, aka at the Fantasy Grind. Matthew Friedman is off because it is Thanksgiving. It is not Thanksgiving where I live, up in the great white north of Canada. But joining me today, man who does not does not recognize holidays, does not take days off. It's a day ending in Y, so he's working. Matt Lamarca, aka at Matt Lamarca on Twitter. Hey, we're going to break down our, our 10 best player props between us. But uh, Lamarca, how was your Thanksgiving, first of all? And second yeah, was... of all, um, anything that jumped out to you that you want to comment on about the games yesterday? We could we could take like a minute here just to touch on it. Because there was three games yep. yesterday. Yeah. Um, it was a nice day. You know, very low-key in my household. Very chill. Uh, just spent some time with uh, one of my two sisters and my parents. and. You know, ate some food, watched the games. It was great. Uh, as far as the games itself go, not not a ton of huge surprises. I will say I feel vindicated. I knew that one of those teams was going to lose, right? It just couldn't be that easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the, the Lions, you know, despite how well their defense looked to start the year, they they're starting to develop some real problems yeah. uh, defensively. So. And then just another example of how quickly the the Cowboys can pile it on. You know, I mean, they they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter in what felt like a blink of an eye. Deron yeah. Bland with a with his fifth pick six of the year, just incredible stuff. Uh, and then finally, the 49ers. They are that good. Uh, I've been saying it for a while now. With Trent Williams, with Debo Samuel. I think they're the best team in football and they went out and proved it once again. I don't even think Brock Purdy played particularly well yesterday, but the defense was dominant. Christian McCaffrey was awesome. Uh, there's, there's just not a lot of teams that can stand up and go toe to toe with them right now. Yeah. Um, you know, the argument against the 49ers, I guess, is like, if you can get them behind, like they're just Cal Janis just seems to be like frozen when he like plays from behind or something, but <laughs> it, it, they never get behind. So it's like, um, and I think the key to what you said there is their defense. If the, if the defense starts to play like that every week, they're going to be really, really tough. So yeah, not much to take. I mean, Washington is what they are. I mean, the Jordan love thing is really interesting. He is. I, I one thing I regret is actually not betting on the Packers. Cause I, I saw this from Jordan love coming. He's looked really confident the last two weeks. And I, I, uh, I kick myself for not taking the Packers there, but, um, yeah, that's something to watch. I think Jordan Love could have a really good end of the year there. I don't know if the Packers are going to get in the playoff race or whatever, but um, definitely something to watch. And something to watch for props, which uh, we are going to get into as well. So let's get into it. If you're new, first time you're watching, if you're old, I'm just going to recap. We highlight five player props each that we like for the week and a few notes. All our props and lots of other bets in the free Fantasy Life Bet Tracker, or they will be eventually. Obviously, some of these lines are still coming out. Uh, we'll, you know, some of them are in, some of them aren't. Make sure you check out our free Discord. Whenever we put bets in, we usually drop in a note in the free Discord as well. We got NHL bets, we got NFL bets, we got NBA bets as well. So lots of stuff going on. Uh, on football, a baby. Nice big college football day. Today. I always forget because I'm not a big college football better, but I do sometimes tail these guys. Lots of college football bets, obviously, yeah. So you want to check that out. Lots of college football coming up. I mean, the bowl season, obviously, too. So uh, shout out college football. Player projections and our Fantasy Life projections tool. Those are useful. I lean on those every week for these props. Uh, we have the Fantasy Life prop tool as well. 
And remember, as always, lines and projections change. We're obviously trying to give you what we're getting, what we're seeing right now, but you know, by the time the video comes out, things can change. So we always try to give play to numbers as well, you know, in the in the bet tracker or on this pod. But uh, those are just uh, the, the few notes that we always go over. Let's get started, man. Lamarca, you're the guest. You're the, the guest of honor this week filling in Ooh. for for me. Actually, you're filling in for me. Um, but uh, yeah, carry us off. G- give us your first problem. That's a little confusing because you're here. <laughs> I um I'm going to start the way here with Damian Pierce under nine and a half carries that is available at minus 140 on points bet. It sounds like Pierce is going to make his return to the lineup this week, but I just I don't see how he. Returns to the lead back role, right? Devin Singletary has filled in so well in his absence. Um, he's got 112 rushing yards in or, or more in back-to-back games. Um, the, easily the two best games this season by a Texans running back, both Texans wins. They're going to ease the, you know, Pierce is going to get more than I think the backup behind Singletary has gotten in recent weeks, but it's going to be Devin's, you know, operating as the one a and, 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 uh, Pierce will will just siphon off a couple of carries behind him. Um, we haven't projected for around eight point nine carries. I still think that's a little high. Personally, I haven't projected for like closer to seven carries. Right. So I think under nine and a half, uh, minus one forty. That's a good bet. If you don't have points bet, Fanduel has under eight and a half minus one oh two. So it's a it's a slightly worse line, but there's less juice. I think both are acceptable. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think when you look at this from a lot of angles, it um it makes a lot of sense, right? Not only is he is he coming back, obviously, but also, you know, um playing the Jaguars, who are actually a really good rush defense. I mean, this just feels like a spot where CJ Stroud's gonna drop back 40 times. They'll obviously run the ball, but I mean, I think for Singletary to, I mean, not Singletary, for Pierce to go over this, you would only, you would have to get in some kind of game script where the, the Texans are like way ahead. It could happen. Trevor Lawrence hasn't been playing that great this year, to be honest, but um, I like this one. The juice is a little bit heavy, obviously, but it's, it, you know, any, I'd, I'd say like anything minus 150 or, or, or smaller would, would be okay there. So I, I'm with you on this one. I like the, that one for sure. Uh, my first prop, I'm going to go to the Bucks game, Bucks and the Colts. I'm going to go an under as well. I always try and throw in an under for Friedman just so his head doesn't explode. And he's like, how am I working with this fish <laughs> who only bets overs? Um, Indianapolis has been playing small ball late. Uh, you know, run short passes, trying to trying to keep Gardner Minshew just from not turning the ball over five times. It's been working. And Jonathan Taylor, they've been leaning on him. And then you've got a Bucks defense that's actually been playing well. Um, I'm expecting a slower paced game with potential for clock running here with Taylor, potentially even the bucks being able to run the ball a little bit. We have Mayfield projected for under 230 yards in our aggregate projections. Um, four to the last five QBs that have faced the Colts have gone under 200 yards. Now that granted those have been some bad quarterbacks, but, um, I think when you look at Baker Mayfield, a lot of his big yardage have come kind of in those games where they've been underdogs. He's kind of been chucking it around late, late in the game. I just don't think that's going to happen here. I I actually kind of like the under in this game as well, but Baker Mayfield under 240.5 passing yards. It's pretty much still widely available. It was last night. 
Uh, DraftKings minus 110. I think it's a good good look. Um, again, it just kind of goes with how you think this game is going to go. I just don't see a shootout necessarily developing here. I think the Bucks defense played pretty well late. I think it's going to keep the game kind of slow. Well, as someone who's bet the over in that game, uh, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. What's the total? I didn't even look at it, actually. Is it 43? Maybe 43? I think. Okay. I think I got it at it's a total that's definitely moved up over uh, throughout the week. The Colts have just been like a, a shootout type of team of yeah. late. You know, I mean, their last couple of games. Uh, let me just pull up the game log here. They've played, uh, you know, you play the Patriots and the Panthers like those games aren't going to turn into shootouts, but no. they had uh it was a 27-38 score against the Saints, 38-39 against the Browns, and then 20-37 to against the Jaguars. You know, and I'm not saying that the Buccaneers are a, a great offensive team, but I thought they've played better of late. You know, Baker Mayfield looks looks a bit better. I, he was so reportedly dealing with an injury, yep. um, you know, a few weeks ago. I think that's part of the reason why you saw them struggle so much for a few weeks in a row there, but he bounced back against the Texans. I thought he played pretty well against the Titans. So I I'm hoping this game goes over. I don't care. You know, you can win your prop as long yeah. as I win mine. You know, I'm willing I, to share. I actually think that could happen too. Cause I do think the Bucks defense played pretty well. And um, I think, you know, they could get some pick sixes, maybe a Rashad white touchdown and then Baker just doesn't have to throw much. So I could definitely see that happening. Uh, but let's move on to the next one. Um, you've got uh, an over here, another, another running back. Kind of a backup running back where you're going over this time. So tell me about uh, Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, another carry prop. I, I kind of like the carry props. They're, I, they've been my bread and butter, I think, this season. I just find it easier to project volume than it is, you know, yep. efficiency. Um, and I think Keaton Mitchell has sort of firmly cemented himself as the number two back in Baltimore. Um, if you look last week, he had a season high 37% of the snaps. He had 30% of the carries. Uh, Justice Hill was down to 22% of the snaps, and he didn't see a carry until basically the game was way out of hand. Yeah. So uh, Gus Edwards, he's still going to be the number one guy. He's still going to get all the goal line work. But I think Keaton Mitchell has just proven he is the most explosive guy in that backfield and that they need to get the ball on his hands uh, at least a couple of times a game here. So I, I think getting to over six and a half carries feels very reasonable yeah. to me. Um, that's available, you know, minus 115, minus 118. I'd play that, I think, up to about minus 130. I just, it feels like the breakout week is coming. I mean, you could argue yeah. he's already had the breakout week, but I think he has established himself as like a consistent part of this Ravens backfield. So I was looking at Keaton Mitchell props last night. I don't think the carry, I'm, I may have just missed it too, but I'm not sure if the carry props were up yet. I probably would have put this one in if I had seen it. Uh, yeah, I like this one. I think with Keaton Mitchell, we're at a point right now where you just, like you don't have to bet the over on his yardage, but like getting some kind of exposure to his upside every week is probably a good idea. Maybe it's like the touchdown market. Maybe it's like receiving yards or something. I don't know, but I like this carry one. Um, at some point, I feel like it's going to flip where, you know, maybe he doesn't take more touches than Gus Edwards, but like they, they have like 10 and it's like Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Yeah. They both end up with 10. 
Uh, I think it's a low number. I like it a lot. Um, like I said, I was looking at Keaton Mitchell props. I will probably actually tail you on that um, eventually. So um, which one? Oh, here we go. Okay. So I am, uh, I'm going to stay with the passing yard total for my second prop. And I'm going to go with Kenny pick. I'm just playing the narrative here straight up. We got a new OC. We're going over on Kenny Pickett passing yards uh, for week 12. It's still 190.5 at Unibet. It's 192.5 at FanDuel. So there's a couple places there you can bet it. Obviously, if you can get a get the lower number, that's great. But even at 192, I would still play the over. I would probably play this up to like 199 if I'm being dead honest. Um, there's a couple different factors here. Obviously, the new OC is big. I just think that there will be a bump in efficiency, a bump in confidence. Really just think that under Matt Canada, um, it was just a disaster. I mean, I, I, mean, I can't be worse. Can it? <laughs> it, it? It just, it's hard to see it being worse. And I think there's a couple things here too. Not only will it, it will it loosen up the room a little bit, but I think it'll put a little bit of pressure on Pickett. Now it's like, well, you know, before it was like, I could go in and, and everyone was going to blame the OC. Now it's like, okay, if this doesn't work, the only person left to blame is Pickett. So I'm expecting like a real serious game here from Pickett, even if it's not like 300 plus yards, I'm expecting a little bit increased efficiency. I think it's going to play across the board for the Pittsburgh offense. And then you have Cincinnati allowed 250 plus yards against in five straight games, eight of their 10 games, the quarterbacks facing the Bengals have gone for 240 or more yards. This defense just isn't what it was last year. And Cameron Cambrit Taylor is potentially out as well. Questionable, their top corner. Um, and for all his issues this year, Pickett went over this in his first three games. He's gone over this in four of nine. So it's not like he hasn't approached this number. Like, this is a really low total. Um, this is basically like Zach Wilson, like Tommy DeVito territory we're in. Um, and the fact he's we've got such, in my opinion, like a really good matchup now. Um, I think the only thing that would scare me is the Bengals are just so bad when they have the ball. The Pittsburgh doesn't have to throw much, but I'm actually expecting the Bengals to be able to move the ball a bit. I think that they're just too well coached to just kind of turn into the Jets. So um, anyways, Kenny Pickett over 190.5 passing yards. Like I said, um, that's on Unibet, but at 192 on FanDuel, still like the over. Yeah, I'm with you on the Bengals. I there's a good chance I end up being on the Bengals this week from a betting perspective. So yeah, I, I do yeah. not think that this game turns into a blowout. Yep. Um, so I, I would not personally be worried about this game getting away from Pickett from like a game script perspective. Yeah. I think the other thing is too, like even if it is some semi, like even if they get up two scores, I think they just might keep throwing just to like prove a point just because it's like, okay, like, you know, we, we got to get this thing going. Let's let's really pile it on. So a couple different scenarios there that could work for me. Um, let's go to your third prop. You're sticking with the, the RBs. This is I love it. Hey, you find a, you find a lane and you just you just keep doing it. You just keep repeating over and over. So give us your next RB carry prop. And this is one I played last week. I'm just going right, right. back to the well. Uh, Chuba Hubbard under 12 and a half carries. Uh, the best price I saw on that was minus 130. But, you know, there was a there was a brief period in Carolina where it seemed like Hubbard was sort of pulling away from Miles Sanders. And, you know, he was going to become the, the team's clear top running back. You know, week six, week eight, week nine, he had at least 70 percent of the carries, at least 65 percent of the snaps. But the past two weeks his 
uh, Snapshare has dipped back under 50%, and he had just 45% of the carries last week. Miles Sanders actually finished with more. So I think that we're looking at a pretty even split between these two guys, right? Like Hubbard has not done enough to run away with the job, especially when you consider the fact that Miles Sanders is the guy that they're paying. So I think Sanders is going to continue to just siphon off enough touches to keep uh, Hubbard, you know, around 10 carries a game. So under 12 and a half feels pretty, pretty good to me. Um, This matchup, the Titans are much easier to throw against than they are to run against. Uh, I don't necessarily think that that matters all that much for Carolina, you know, right? Like they have the worst passing attack in the league. Uh, But I do think that it's a spot where, you know, they, they potentially could look to get a little bit more aggressive with their, with their passing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you look at Tennessee. I mean, kind of, still kind of tough to run on. They're, I mean, they're they're kind of crumbling from all aspects at this point. But yep. um, still a, a team that isn't, you know, just the way they play. Um, they they kind of sell out to stop the run. And, you know, I guess like the only worry here would be Hubbard's been a lot more efficient than Sanders. But like you said, they're not going to bench a guy they just paid. So like Sanders is going to get some carries. You You would need like a... Carolina to get ahead in this game, which again, Tennessee is bad enough that that could happen. But um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good look. I, I mean, again, the price is minus one thirty, but man, 13 carries like for a Carolina running back with the, the rotation seems like a lot. So yeah, I would say like even at minus one forty, you'd probably be good there. Um, our projections agree with that too. I think we have a projection around 11, just uh, low 11s, like 11.3. So I'm going to stick with the running back rotation here. Um, we're going heavy running backs into week 12. I'm going to go with another kind of, I don't want to say backup running back, but a, a running back that's forced a rotation. I'm going to go Ty Chandler over 9.5 receiving yards. This is still minus 110, uh, bet 365, and maybe a couple other places now. But I just, I, I mean, I look at this total. I, this is like one I didn't even look at projections for. I just look at this total and I just think, I, I just don't know how this is a so low and b how he doesn't hit it. Um, four catches for 37 yards last week, even when he was the RB three and was like barely getting in the rotation early in the year, he actually went over this in a couple games just on one catch. So Ty Chandler is basically the prototypical, like, you know, H Keaton Mitchell, like new scat back really fast, a little bit smaller, but good in open field. And I, I just don't see how the Vikings don't give him more work this week. I mean, no Justin Jefferson, it looks like again, which I think really plays into this. And I think helps him a lot. You've got the bears who've allowed the most receiving yards to opposing running backs. And you've got a player who basically carried, helped carried your offense last week. Um, and also Alex Madison's probably going to fumble at some point. So it'll just mean more <laughs> Ty Chandler work. Right. But I don't um, know how you could watch those two guys last week and still justify giving so, Madison as many carries as he gets. So the argument, this is what Bang, this is what Vikings fans try, try to justify. I don't, I don't even think they're trying to justify it. I just think they're looking for a reason why as well. But I guess Chandler isn't as good in pass coverage, which is legit. But still, at some point, this ball feels like it's going to. I think we're already at a split, if I'm being dead honest. I think you'll see a split and work 
which if we see a split in work, this prop is way too low to me. I, I think it should be in like the low teens. So um, Ty Chandler over 9.5 receiving yards. Again, the matchup I think fits in really good here. Um, it's a low total. We can go over on one. And I think there's a chance too, that he, he ends up with like three or four targets. Yeah. I also thought about going over on 1.5 receptions. I don't know. I may end up doing some kind of combo. You could same gay parlay them if you want bigger odds for a little less investment, but um, certainly I like Ty Chandler over 9.5 receiving yards, uh, for this week. Okay. Your fourth pick. We finally, I'm changing this one up, Jeff. So, okay. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. It'll be a surprise. You tell me what do we have? I saw that you had a touchdown prop and I decided I wanted (laughs) to do a touchdown prop. And the way I'm looking at this here is I am going to be targeting, uh, the Texans wide receiver room here. So oh, okay. the number that really jumped out to me was Noah Brown uh, plus 390 anytime touchdown on FanDuel. Now, Noah Brown has not practiced yet this week. So there is a good chance that he doesn't play, which yep. obviously would not be good for this bet. You don't well, lose it if he doesn't him. play. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So... But the last time we saw Noah Brown, like he has established himself as a real part of this Texans passing attack. Uh, his, his target rate in his last game was uh, 24%. He ran uh, an 80% route share. Like he's a good player, I think. Uh, if he doesn't go, then we can start to look at some other guys for value, I think, right? Like uh, Robert Woods is also plus 390 on FanDuel. He's a pretty easy swap. Uh, Dalton Schultz is viable. He's become like a a bigger part of the red zone offense of late. And of course, you know, Tank Dell seems to score every single week. So like, I I think all these guys are priced a little bit under what I would have them at right now. Uh, I'm just very much a fan of CJ Stroud. I think what he is doing as a rookie is pretty much unprecedented. Um, he did throw three interceptions last week, so he's up to five on the season. A whole five picks as a rookie, um, just absolutely killing his numbers. But <laughs> in all seriousness, like he's he he's the real deal, and it's a oh, yeah. what a win for Ohio State, right? The the <laughs> narrative of of Ohio State quarterbacks not being able to transition to the NFL is just it's done, right? So, yeah. um. I want some exposure to this Texans passing attack. It is a tough matchup against the Jaguars, but like, I just believe in this kid so much that I, I want to come along for the ride. Yeah, no, I I think it's a really good unit to to look at. Like you said, when you're looking at touchdown props, I think that's, that's how I kind of approach it. If I like the matchup, if I like, uh, you know, the passing offense or the rushing offense on one side, I look at you, you got to look at everyone. I think that's a good way to go about it too. Like taking Noah Brown at plus three ninety, um, and if he sits out, quickly grab Robert Woods or something. Um, your bet will just get voided, obviously. Um, I, I think that's a really good way to go about it. Those guys are both like like I would say a little bit underpriced. And if Brown does go out, and Woods stays at plus three ninety, I think that's that's really good too. But honestly, even if Brown just plays, like that's uh, like you said, he's established himself. I wouldn't even call him the wide receiver three. I'd just say I'm like, he's just like one of the wide receivers. In yeah, that they group. all seem interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Noah Brown and Nico Collins are probably interchangeable. Tank Dell is kind of his own thing. He's just got such a connection. But 
Um, I think the fact Brown is at plus 390 and Nico Collins is at like, I think it was plus 190 I saw. So again, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good call out for touchdown props. Maybe I'll put that in the touchdown article. We'll see. Um, but Lamar teased it. I got a touchdown prop too. This one is not plus 390. It's plus 110, but it's a guy who scores a lot of touchdowns. He hasn't scored as many this year. It's Derrick Henry anytime touchdown. Uh, I did put Derrick Henry over 15.5 rush attempts as well. There's big juice on it, but I just mentioned that. Um, you can still get Derrick Henry plus 110 at bet 365. I think he's plus 105 in a couple other spots. I would probably say I'd like to get like plus 105 or better, but even at plus 100, this just feels like a really good spot. Um, Carolina's allowed 13 rushing touchdowns to opposing running backs this year. I, I know Tajay Spears is a thing, but like this is one of those games where Tennessee, they haven't gotten off the ground at all. Like the last two games, they've just started so poorly. They've just kind of had so much trouble. I think they're going to come out and just give Derrick Henry the ball and just run right through this terrible Carolina Panthers rush defense. Um, and I, I, again, Carolina is not a team that's going to put you on your heels where it's like, oh my God, it's 21, nothing the deep. Like we can't get, we can't do anything on offense. <laughs> I, I, th I think that Derrick Henry is going to have plenty of opportunities to get going in this game, even if they do get down a little. So yeah, we could get Bryce Young picks in the, in like his own zone or something. I think there's so many ways here again, Derrick Henry plus plus one ten anytime touchdown. And I would look at the rush attempts as well. We actually have Henry projected in like the 16.5, 17 range for rush attempts. His prop is 15.5. It's heavily juiced to the over. Maybe you you combine some, some Henry props or maybe you wait to see if there's a 16.5 total and get a better number. But I think that Henry has a good chance of seeing like 20 plus touches, 20 plus rush attempts, just to be clear in this game. I really think this will be a spot where they come out and just lean on him. So uh, like like the big guy to to get a touch. And he's only got four in the year. So we got to, he's got to up those numbers. Those are uh, I think any, numbers. Realistically, anytime <laughs> you get Derrick Henry at like plus plus one ten for a touchdown, it's, it's not like the worst bet, but mm -hmm. in this situation, I think it's a, it's a very strong bet. So no, uh, I, I love the Henry stuff this week. Uh, yeah. I think, I think you could play the carries, the touchdown. I think you could ladder up the rushing yards. Yeah. Like this is the spot for him. The the big issue with Henry this year has just been game scripts, right? The, yeah. the Titans are not very good. They lose a lot of games, but they're favored this week. And in the Titans' three wins, he has 22, 22, and 25 carries. Yeah. Like, he's still the guy that they are going to get the ball to if they have a lead. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that the Titans are going to blow out the, the Panthers, but they're at home and they're favored. Like, it's as good of a game script as we'll see for Derrick Henry for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like that call. I think that there's lots of value to be had in the Henry market this week. Yeah. Like, even at that short price for the carries, I I, I may even just bet that if, if that's the price we get. We'll see. Um. Let's uh let's go. Last prop here. We got um you got a, another a receiver over here. Tell me about tell me about Rashad Bateman. I don't think Rashad Bateman's made an appearance on the prop pod this year. So well, we're gonna give him a little shine today. Uh it's a low number. That's really the most appealing part of this prop. Uh you can get the over on just 23 and a half receiving yards on FanDuel. Um and even though Bateman has been the clear 
wide receiver three. And when you, when you factor in Mark Andrews, he's probably at best the fourth option in Baltimore. He still has at least 25 receiving yards in four of his last five games. Uh, I, and now of course we factor in the injury to Mark Andrews. I think everybody moves up the pecking order one spot. So, you know, Bateman was, is a guy that can go from three targets a week to maybe he gets to four or five targets. And he's a, you know, I, I don't want to say a, a home run hitter, but he has some big playability um, for his career. He's averaging 12.5 yards per reception. So we really only need two catches to get to the over on this number. Um, like I said, he's done that in four of the last five games, the lone exception being last week versus the Bengals. But he caught a touchdown in that game. So like he's been he's been involved in the offense. And I think with. Andrews going down and with Odell Beckham, you know, sort of banged up and seemingly always one play away from an injury. He's a player that 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 I want to be involved with this week. Fair enough. I mean, look, especially against the Chargers, right? The Chargers. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I think any ride receiver over against the Chargers makes sense. Um, Secondary is just so bad. Um, passing yards, you know, you could look to use Bateman potentially in some, uh, some pick em slips actually as one thing I, I forgot to mention some, some underdog pick em, um, stuff, you know, just going back, I think, I think Bateman potentially good target with Lamar Jackson for, if you're looking for pairs, uh, to use in like, a uh, obviously bigger tickets. I think Derek Henry, when the Russia temp, temp props come out are going to be good, potentially pairing it with like, um, like a Bryce young over on his passing yards as well. Um, you can even look to pair Derrick Henry over attempts with Chuba Hubbard under attempts. You know, those two correlate very, extremely well. If Henry's got the ball the whole time, Hubbard's not going to be having many attempts. So a couple things to look there for an underdog. I'll probably have, um, I mean, I am going to have an underdog article up on the, uh, on the site for Sunday, uh, it should be coming out today. I'll have some more tickets out too. So again, if you're in the free discord, you can get, you know, uh, notes when I, when I post those things, but yeah. And, and just going back even further, Kenny Pickett is another guy you could look to correlate with some of his receivers, really low passing total there. So all things you could look to on underdog pick them tickets this week. Um, certainly Bateman in a great spot against that secondary. Okay. Last one. I'm going back to Javante Williams, uh, over 52.5 rushing yards. This they don't have boy. a you love, he is my boy. You love I Javante. I, I love Javante, but more so I love the fact that, the Denver Broncos are just telegraphing what they're going to do every week. And that is if they get a lead and the game is close, they're going to stuff Javante Williams as many times into the line as possible. And you know what? Like it hasn't been that efficient of late. They won four straight. They've won four straight and it's working. And I don't see any reason why it goes back. Now, last week was an obvious sell high spot. His prop was 67.5. I think it got up to 67 yards last week. Vikings are a really good rush defense. Vikings were efficient offense. They got the lead. It just, it was a poor game script. It was, was really never going to work out there. We're down 15 yards. We're back to 52 and a half. Um, I remember betting the over on Williams the, two weeks ago. I can't even remember who he's playing, but. Um, Bills? The Bill. Yeah, it was the Bills in the Bills game. And it was at like 55 and he went over there easy. Um, and now we're lower than that Bills game. So we're, we've we've overcorrected here, in my opinion. I think part of the reason is it's Cleveland, but there's some, re- like, this is still a good matchup. 
you can run on Cleveland. Cleveland is, been... is significantly better against the pass than they are yes. against the run. Exactly. Their defensive front is really good at getting pressure, but you can run on them. The Steelers ran on them last week. Jalen Warren ran on them anyways. Um, and I think the other thing here is to, to take note of, not only did this can, can you run on them and the Steelers ran, but the Steelers ran 21 times with their running backs. And I think that's a Dorian Thompson Robinson thing. I think this game will stay close. I think that the the Broncos are not in danger of getting down more than a touchdown at all uh, because of how bad the Cleveland offense could be. And I think that's just a really good game script for Javante Williams. This is almost the opposite of what we had last week where there's very little chance that I think they're going to come out and get down. Uh, I think Williams is going to be in a spot right off the bat where the, the Broncos will probably want to be running him and getting him going because they don't want Russell Wilson to face <laughs> Miles Garrett. So I think right from the top, he's going to get a lot of work. And this could be another spot where he gets like 25 carries. I honestly would not be shocked. Um, so I want to see what that carry prop comes out at too. That's the only reason why I haven't put this one in. But I, I honestly, I may play them both. I may just play them both. I like the spot a lot. It's probably my favorite prop. Um, like I said, 52.5 is lower than we had two weeks ago against Buffalo where he went over easily. And I think the game script here is going to be very similar to that, potentially even more favorable. So again, we'll wait and see where the carry props come out with Javante Williams, but you can get 52 and a half over uh, pretty widely available right now. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Any thoughts on uh, Javante Williams or you think I'm crazy? No, I think that's, I think that's totally fair. Uh, yeah. The, the DTR stuff is a good call, right? Like, you're not going to fall into a 21-0 deficit against the Browns uh, these days unless you shoot yourself in the foot and you turn yeah. it over and you give them a defensive score or something. So, and and this is this is quietly like an important playoff game or like yeah. you know an important game for playoff standings because as good as the AFC seemed on paper, like. We're going to get a weird seventh team in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Right. We're looking at either the Broncos, uh, you know, the Steelers. So one of these teams is going to going to backdoor their way into playoff spots. And I so. will say too, those these teams that we're talking about, they're not terrible. And some of the top teams aren't as good. Like, you know, the Bills have, have th some defensive issues. They're they're still really good. But like. I think you could see one of these teams actually maybe even do well, like not even just get in, but anyways, that that's a bigger thing, but yeah, it's, this is a big one. Absolutely. Denver needs to keep winning. Um, and if they do, if they win this one, this'll, uh, they'll really be in this, in, uh, not the driver's seat, but in a good position for that last spot. So yeah, big game. I expect them to lean on Williams anyways. Um, all right, that's going to do it. Thanks to, to Matt LaMarca. Like I said, you can follow him on Twitter at Matt LaMarca for filling in. Friedman should be back next week. Um, you know, never know with that guy. There might be another, might be another sale on TVs that he has to camp out for. That's right. <laughs> That's definitely what he's doing. This thanks, this Thanksgiving, this black for right now. He's just camping out for TVs instead of doing his prop work. Um, no, I have no idea what he's doing. But anyways, that's gonna do it for this episode of Betting Life Podcast, brought to you by Fantasy Life. I forgot, but please subscribe to the show. Tell all your degenerate betting friends. Smash the like button if you could on your way out. We'd really appreciate that. Join our free Discord. You can get all the bets at the free Fantasy Life Bet Tracker as well. And follow us on social media. Again, at Matt LaMarca, at the Fantasy Grind for me. And most importantly, thank you. And see you again next episode. <laughs>